This episode of Pots vs. Pete's was originally recorded April 4th of 2018. It was posted on April 24th of 2018. This is your official spoiler warning. If you want to listen to this podcast without ever seeing Doctor Strange, then your mind will be blown. And we're here today for Pots versus Peaks. The Baba's Boron. <laughs> we have a very special episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the one and only Doctor Strange, colon. This probably won't be the only Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange, colon, a Tony Stark story, because... Ooh... We're going to go with the, with the low blows really That's, early on this one, folks. Start this one early. <laughs> um, for everybody new for this to this podcast, uh, I'm Kirk Peterson, and my lovely co-host is Alex Potterbaum. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I decided to be unusual, usually uh, uh, wonderful and, and complimentary today. Anywho, uh, we're here... We're reviewing every single Marvel Cinematic movie up until Avengers Infinity War, colon, part one. So, the basic premise of the show is that, you know, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of the MCU, Mr. Potabom is, and we review it and and, uh, sometimes have fistfights. Yeah, literally, just over sound, we'll actually end up punching each other, so... You, it's pretty impressive. If it sounds like I, Sylvester Stallone in a meatpacking room, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, Adrian! Adrian! Uh, Adrian! Uh, I don't think he said that in the meatpacking room, though. No. Um, I, it wouldn't he surprise says me. It he every says Adrian. Scene, so, like, that's actually yeah. how they do a scene transition for Rocky every scene as he just yells, Adrian! And then Adrian. that's it. I do recall that movie being 95% Adrian. Is that correct? <laughs> It's actually not about Rocky at all. It's just about Adrian, and then Rocky just makes cameo appearances, like, every once in a while. I'm gonna do this fight, you know, Adrian? Uh, Adrian. Adrian. Alright, so I do believe you do... You have a, a scoop for the what the plot's gonna be in Avengers Infinity War, is that correct? Yes, I actually do. Uh, I'd like to hear that. Oh, perfect. Uh, so Clint Barton is a news reporter who has to do a field day essentially on the latest Avengers disaster. Um, and he's a vassal because of course he is. So over time though, he figures out that he's actually reliving the same day over and over again where he keeps re- waking up and find out that he's the lamest Avenger. So Ooh. he just has, he we're, keeps we're trying, really going for these low blows. He's, he just has to keep trying over and over again to learn new skills over and over again until he's highly valuable enough to be part of the team. Uh, it involves breaking a bow and arrow, because why? <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. I, di- I didn't know that. It's, I, I didn't it's true. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Hawkeye Day. 
Weird, you know, weird, weird title for a movie, but like, you know, especially a movie that's already released as Infinity War, or not released per se, but yeah, that's uh, a, that's a semicolon, and that's the Infinity titles. Infinity War is a working title. It's really Hawkeye Day. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, is I'll probably end up enjoying that version of the movie. Uh, seeing that I seem to be a sucker for any movie that has the same premise as uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, also in the Hawkeye Day, watch out for Thanos as a Poxitani Phil cameo. As we had to watch him and make sure if he sees, <laughs> sees his shadow. And if he doesn't, he starts trying to destroy the world with Infinity Stones. But if he does, he goes back in his burrow and hides for another three movies. Oh, man. I don't know if the fanboys can hold that kind of tension for another three movies, man. They, they've that's, already been holding it long enough. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, he's he's going to he's going to see a shadow, and people are going to be like, "Get out of the burrow!" Yeesh. Yep. Um. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, I do believe it is your turn to do a uh, synopsis. Yes. Uh, an actual one. License lander. So, it was. <laughs> so, Mister Potterbaum, give me the synopsis for. Doctor Strange. Yes. So, Mr. Doctor Stephen Strange is a <laughs> is a neurosurgeon, I believe. Um, so either way, he's an arrogant neurosurgeon who is using his um, intense medical talent to basically get rich and get publicity and fame. Uh, but after, I guess, not texting and driving his Lamborghini, but he's, like, staring at medical records on an iPad in the console <laughs> while he's driving a Lamborghini, and he crashes and miraculously survives, but his hands are destroyed, so he can't actually do anything with them. Um, so after looking through all kinds of, you know, more n- normal ways of trying to fix his hands, he ends up finding a place in Nepal that's run by a bunch of magic people. And so he learns about how to use magic uh, to not only heal himself, but to alter the world and change things. Um, and as he's learning how to do that, there's a there's a bad guy who wants to unleash evil because evil told him it would give him life forever, even though the guy literally comes from a place called the Dark Zone. Uh, dark universe the dark universe yeah like yeah what an ominous like terrible name for like what, what, what it's like hey listen just make this deal it's gonna happen in the dark alley because that yeah it inspires confidence in people so steven strange has to you know overcome his arrogance and help save the world which sounds oddly familiar. Yeah, it's kind of odd that there's an arrogant person who makes snide comments all the time and then learns to become humble through ways of fixing himself. We've we've never had that. That's that's clearly not the foundation never. that all these movies are built upon. No. No, 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 no. No, no. 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 I, I don't believe you. No, there's, it's not true. There's magic involved, so therefore it's not the same as Iron Man because... It's, it's not Iron Man. true. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we better just go straight to it then and uh, and go on to the goods. Um, this is the part of the show where we go through three different points explaining what we liked about the movie. And I wouldn't say this was tough, per se, for me. Uh, but that's, it wasn't exactly easy either. I... The, the first things first, I think it was kind of cool that we're getting into the multiverse theory in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, 
that that opens up a range of possibilities and things that wasn't quite uh, there before, and like maybe we could do some uh, cool things about that in the future. And yeah. it was cool seeing uh, them bending space and time with their kaleidoscope effect um, every two minutes or so, and like you know elongating hallways and. Um, reversing time and doing all these sorts of things that is just like, you know what? Yeah, this is, if you had full control of the multiverse, this is probably uh, some of the stuff you would do. I'm not sure if this is all the stuff or like maybe even things that are actually tapped in, but, but nonetheless, it was, it was cool that we're, we're throwing in that concept. Uh, but I think they make for great literature and a lot of things. Uh, Bioshock infinite. is one of my favorites. And I wish, in some ways, if you're going to do multiverse, I feel like it has to be something like that. But no, you know, why not? Stephen Strange and Doctor Strange in this movie is uh, doing something completely different, and it works for, for the movie. So, you know, that's cool. Yeah, I I like it. Um, Yeah, they kind of did a little bit of, like, the other universe theory in Ant-Man with, like, the... Uh, what do they call it? Like, Subatomic the, level? Yeah, the macro one. But yeah. that's, like, that's not really another universe. That's just, like you're so small that you like barely exist. Well, yeah, like, exactly. The yeah. the world looks is completely different when you're different sizes and yeah. um, that's cool too. And I hope that's something we explore more in the sequel. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh there you go. Alright, so uh everything about the world looks unique, proper, and really good. I just like uh the monastery, uh, I, if that's what it's called. Uh the look of that area, the the New York place. Wow, I just watched this two days ago i can't remember what the <laughs> name of the building was there's one in hong kong and london what, what are those it's like called? the uh uh sanctorums no sanctuaries yeah kind of like sanctuaries essentially like inner sanctums i, 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 I like i like the look of that facility and um some places that's kind of where we're hanging out for some uh a good portion of the movie and it, it looks good it looks nice like it's it's brown but it doesn't look neutral and gross. It looks very realized and uh, good looking. This is probably the best production design of a lot of the MCU. Uh, much better than um, Thor Dark World, which you gave that a good point for. Uh, I'm just reminding you. Thank you. Um, and uh, I think it goes without saying that the special effects... Uh, in this is pretty incredible to look at. Um, I, I they probably used the kaleidoscope effect a little too many times, but other than that, like this is really top notch and incredible looking. A lot of the stuff that they do, going flying up into space and uh, just uh, the time stopping and you're watching people like cook on the frying pan and stuff like that. That's really it was some really top notch stuff. Yeah, um, yeah uh, one of mine is I'll agree with the visuals. I thought they, because they kind of tried to do trippy in Ant-Man, um, and it didn't really work as well. Um, whereas this sure. one, uh, I think, was one of the first ones besides, like, Guardian of the Galaxy, where, like, yeah, some of the production design and all that stuff was very unique um, and wasn't just buildings. Like, I, the one that always sticks with me is, like, when um, the ancient one, uh, Doctor Strange's teacher, is trying to, like, you know, basically, like, blow his mind as like almost as much as humanly possible and she just sure. like sends him through like 
out of like dozens of like universes like within like seconds of each other and it gets to yeah. one where everything is hands like that's the creepiest one yeah like yeah that's like, that, was, re- like, that has, was really cool yeah and he has like his hands and then like out of the tips of his fingers are other hands and out of the tips of those fingers are other hands and then like he goes through a giant benedict cover batch that's made entirely out of hands like that's so mm-hmm. weird and like we get like multiple of those too so yeah um i do agree that i think fall, the, fall, falling through the eye hole yeah that was really cool yep. um i think i do agree that like the mirror round the kaleidoscope one got a little bit too much and then like the the like movie i feel like they do it every time like there's a kaleidoscope almost every time they're doing something true yeah and then like know? and then the parts of like it's really cool when they get the skyscrapers to like you know shuffle around and like move in odd directions but they kind of do that sort of style of uh, bending reality a little bit too much, where it's like almost too symmetrical at times too. So it's kind of like, it's it's not bad that when they do it, it's just they do it so many times. It's kind of like it loses a little bit. It's like oh man, like kind of like I don't know, feel like a bit of tune wow moment. Um, but otherwise, it's good. Um, I love how Doctor Strange wins in this one or be- defeats yes. the villains, which is he doesn't fight anybody he doesn't punch anybody he doesn't kill anybody he outsmarts right. the villain and that's so refreshing because so many of these movies you know it's involves something it's about a big like, huge punching spectacle. somebody or fighting where in this one we get like the nice little um so he basically has a way of traveling back time and he just basically sticks him and the villain in a giant time loop forever unless he makes a deal out of it of like i'll let you go and like if you help me out don't destroy earth and all the people in it I'll let you out of this time loop, but until then, I'm going to be stuck in it forever. We're going to be stuck in this for all of eternity. And it involves him constantly dying over and over again, which is another good way of showing what a sacrifice Stephen Strange is making by growing up as a character. He's giving up everything that he has, literally his life, to die constantly over and over and over again in this loop. And we never see how many times it happens, but like, it's implied it happens a lot. Right. He dies a lot of times and remembers it every time he does. So, like, it's it's just a good way of having the character win. The villain doesn't die in the end. Um, I guess the side villain does, the smaller one. But, like, the big overarching villain doesn't die, so we can use him later. And it doesn't... Uh, Yeah, I... Yeah, I didn't even think of him as a character, though. He really wasn't. It was just, like, that big omnipotent bad that you could theoretically have later. Um, But, like, he, he didn't kill him off. So you can theoretically use him again. And then right. we'll also, you know, not just being Doctor Strange punches somebody. Um, and tied in with that, I like the fact that they actually reference and talk about, and Stephen Strange makes a point of the fact that I just had, like, um, so partway through the movie, he's getting attacked by somebody, and, like, he's about, they're about, the other person's about to murder him through, like, weird ways of it happening. So he ends up having to kill somebody, in order to survive. I don't know if that was his intent was to, I'm going to kill this guy, but it was, I'm going to die if I don't do something. So he ends up using um, uh, electrical charge of the defibrillator to kill another person. And it's nice that they actually acknowledge it beyond just him saying, I did it. Like, it shows up later in the scene of, like, I killed somebody. And all the other characters are like, yeah, so, whatever, it's war, we're going to fight. And he's like, no, I'm a doctor. This is bad. Like, this is, and it's, and from that point on, he says it earlier too. And then from that point on too, it's like, no, there's another way. So it's a nice little callback to the end where he's not looking for a way to destroy 
the big villain, Dramamu or whatever his name is, like the, essentially like the whatever demon devil thing. He's not looking for a way to kill him. He's looking for a way to outsmart him and win. It's a nice right. little idea, and I appreciate that in these movies because a lot of these characters have killed a lot of people, and it's kind yeah. of brushed to the side. Or is this when we finally get someone acknowledging of, I did this. This is bad. So, and it, I don't it, want to do it again. It's, it's odd that some ways Doctor Strange is the closest DC character. Now that you mentioned that, it's something. Yeah, that's it's like, odd that like yeah, how... he doesn't. He really didn't want to kill. And I agree with the fact that I like the idea of how he defeats the bad guy at the end. Um, and we'll we'll get into it a little more, but I just don't know if those themes are as uh, flushed out. As no, they're not. No. The themes aren't flushed liked. out. It's only fleshed out for that little moment. Um, yeah, and that that's little about snippet. It. Yeah, it's really not fleshed out throughout the entire movie, which... Right. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um well, yeah. I might as well get into that. We might as well get into that now, because uh, that's my three. Uh, did you go through all three points? That's my three. Okay. Well, all right. Then we're on our way to the bad. I. Well, okay. So, I guess if we're continue the thought. Uh, I agree. I really liked the idea that he finds another way to beat uh, this bad guy. Um, and I love the fact that, I guess, this is kind of the first superhero in the series that consciously is just like, no, I'm not going to kill anybody. Uh, I really wish that was something part of his character throughout the whole thing. It, it seems to me they're playing up this idea that he's a doctor and a neurosurgeon, an arrogant person this whole time, um, because of the fame and notoriety rather than because he legitimately wants to help people. Uh, so when he comes in and goes like, no, I'm a doctor. I, I swore a thing to protect and save people's lives. To me, that comes out of left field. That came out of nowhere uh, in comparison. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's it would be one thing if it was, like, even if, like, the whatever love interest was, like, hey, at one point you really liked helping people, and then you let all yeah. this, like, something blind you. That'd, and then be, you could that'd be cool. Get something out of it of, like, yeah, at one point he was a good doctor, or, like, he talks to an old patient or, like, an old doctor friend, and, you know, he's, like, basically like staring at his like collection of watches or something like that and they could be like i remember one time when you had just one watch like instead of like having 80 watches for some reason which why you know a watch a watch actually sounds like a pretty good idea uh as a item of this movie since uh time and him reversing it and is a big motif in this movie so like yeah why not have him have a huge collection of watches and they and they kind of do. He does have the big collection, and he does have that one watch that his the one that he actually cares about, which is the one from yeah. the love interest. But yeah, they never really like double down on like that, and they never give us a reason to care about Stephen Strange. Yeah. Well, I that wasn't even really part of my point, or I guess it's more of a side part of one of my points. It just like I really do like those ideas. But I don't think this movie follows through on on any like there's uh, there's clearly a theme going on. He's an arrogant man who, you know, is shown this kind of foresight and learns that there's more to the world than what he previously thought before. And he learns to become less arrogant. Like, that's the theme. Uh, pretty simple, right? Yep. And it's and see, this is where I was texting you earlier today and just like I. This is one of those movies where I don't like it, and I don't know how to articulate it. And I just feel like, obviously, him expanding his mind and learning about the multiverse 
is him trying to learn more about the world and and learning to have that humility that it's like oh i don't know everything um and you know my mind's the only thing that's holding me back type of stuff but at the same time i feel like a lot of the visuals of what we see is just pure spectacle and really doesn't do anything to to make anybody have any kind of different viewpoints of how the world works if that makes any sense yeah it's it's, it's like it's for the audience not for Stephen strange right i don't i don't i don't see how the kaleidoscope effect and falling into your eye uh helps you learn how you know the world works better you know i don't see how these connections uh, work together in themes and i'm sorry i bring up Batman and Chris Nolan all the time, but Inception has these really great imagery, and like this is clearly you know trying to kind of compete with the ideas or or um, you know aesthetic of Inception. Is that kind of fair to say? Yeah, there's a lot of like that, like moving cities in odd ways kind of feel. Um, yeah, that's very Inception based. I, I'm not gonna say like that was an original Inception idea or anything like that. But it's like, you know, that's the one that was really close, you know, in in time. It to me it's kind of a big misopportunity because we don't we don't learn about how the world works like we do in Inception. And I'm not sure if like Inception uh, has any like actual facts of how dreams work or anything like that. But you come out of going like, yeah, your dreams are a way of storytelling for yourself type things. That's kind of what dreams are about and you come out as a different person and there's something beautiful about that i love that uh the ending of inception is my favorite scene uh probably one of my favorite movie scenes of all time of when he wakes up and walks through that airport um and you realize he went through a journey and all he did was sleep you know um and i don't i didn't get that out of this movie and maybe it was unfair for me wanting that uh kind of insight but at the same time, this is Doctor Strange we're talking about, and those are exactly the kind of Doctor Strange stories uh, that should be told. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's a it's the movie's trying to be similar to that, and it just doesn't. Yeah, it never really like nails down the theme hard enough to actually like get anything out of it, and it kind of like muddles the ideas and with like multiple ideas throughout kind of thing. Um, yeah, it does have like numerous lessons in the middle. It's kind of like no, 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 no. We need to. Um, Because there's, like, that one, and then there's the, like, you know, learning to compromise um, that kind of gets thrown in the middle towards the end of, like, you know, and, like, to get out of your own head, and that's kind of ties Exactly, and it's kind of like, what what does this have to do with multiverse traveling, you know? Right, and those never tie into what, yeah, what's happening to it. And then, yeah, like we mentioned with, like, you know, the whole saving somebody and not wanting to kill anybody... We don't have any reason why Doctor Strange doesn't want to do that. It's just right. kind of like, and like it's kind of implied too that like he t- t- doesn't take a bunch of people's cases because he doesn't want their like his records to get tarnished. What does he think's gonna yeah. happen to them? They're gonna die. Like, why? Was, yeah, yeah. That what's the difference? You're not taking their case and trying to save them. Like, I guess he tries to save the person in the ER, but like, right? But what do you think these other names on a thing are like it's, saying? Like, exactly. And it's like, he talks to Benjamin Bratt, and he's just like, you wouldn't take my case. And it's like, it was impossible. And it's like, what part of that is a doctor that wanted to save people's lives type things? Like, that, it, it doesn't, nothing about that 
story arc works for me as as well as it should have because this is kind of the the tempo of the movie we see an arrogant doctor he gets he he crushes his hands he has an accident he trains selfishly to try to fix his hands you know learns about the universe but really doesn't learn anything outside of that and then all of a sudden he's out of the training montage wanting to save people and find other means to protect people and and all that stuff and it's like when did that happen when did we when did we have that talk i suppose it was in that conversation with the ancient one as she was dying right that's that probably like, when that was a little bit too late though like he had already kind of exactly. changed his mind by that point like that was just like the exactly. last incentive push but like yeah he had really kind of like not given up entirely to that idea but like yeah, and then he, like, learns how to be good at all this stuff because he wants to be better at it because he just wants... Because it's a new challenge and he wants to be, like, prove that he's the smartest and, like, quickest learner. Yeah, he doesn't learn all this multiverse stuff for really anything but selfish reasons continuing yeah. onwards. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, it, so, it's really... I, 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 I agree with the with the fact that you don't care about Steven's... That, yeah, that's... Like, I don't think the movie gives you enough for that kind of things. No. That, I'm sorry. That, that was not one of my points. Uh, or did we go into yours? Or? Nope. <laughs> I don't remember nope, how we we're got We're still here. on yours. I Yeah. I, I'm just going to read through these points. Uh, I just keep on getting to other things. So, uh, I don't feel like the mind actually expanded with information and purpose of story. So, we went through that. That's... Yep. Yeah, okay, so we went through all that. Uh, it feels very familiar and tired. We were making jokes earlier that this is the exact story of Iron Man, and uh, I don't think this movie even pretends to not act like that. And maybe at this point, now that you mention it, do you think that was purposeful to no. have a... Okay, I, well, never mind. I sorry, no, I'm just going to say that. I don't think it was purposely trying to be like Iron Man. I think it just came up with a really cliche uh, hero story and just ran with it, and then... I, I was about to, to like... speculate that maybe it is like exactly like Iron Man, so people could feel and know that basic story, and but still get into the really weird world. Because if they tried something different than that, then they might be lost along the way of how strange the world of Doctor Strange is, without you know I, realizing it. I guess they could have done that, but like we've we as the audience like by this time this movie came out feel like we're have a pretty solid grasp on like things that aren't in the norm uh i mean we did have guardians of the galaxy and that was weird um pretty not a super unconventional story but not a it was not hand-holding and i don't think many of these movies have had that hand-holding like tendency so I, if it if it was for that reason, then they did a solid job executing that. But I don't think it was. I think it was a pretty. Well, I'm I'm gonna disagree with that and just say that this movie is pretty handholdy, and I think at the end of the day, it plays it way too safe. Yeah. Uh, for I... what the the strange movie is supposed to be, and that uh, that that was gonna be a fourth point that I have, but I, I think that just goes right along with the feels familiar and tired. I this movie doesn't go nearly far enough as it should, and and push any kind of boundaries visually it does uh, i'll give it that but other than that like this is this doesn't go where i think a, a superhero movie should go um and i was very angry when i first watched this movie by the way i i was very livid um and i just like i missed the days of 
of Dark Knight and Batman Begins. And I think I watched Batman Begins right after I watched this movie. I don't remember exactly what the story was there, but like it was it was one of those movies the first time I watched it where it's like I need another watch another movie to wash it out. Like I was I was frustrated um with it. Um uh, we I, yeah, I don't I don't know. Okay, so that was my second point. Uh my third point. So like I said before, I do like the idea that he outsmarts the bad guy. But at the same time that third act is kind of anticlimactic. Oh, I, it is. So yeah. anticlimactic. <laughs> I think there was so a way much. you could have made that cooler. And it, it, even though you, the way you phrased it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that is how he did it. Doctor Strange is more or less going to spend an eternity dying until the guy gets frustrated enough to... I, But at the same time, I don't know if we felt eternity long enough for it to, for it to truly manifest the idea that that Doctor Strange was playing a very uh, difficult, hard uh, play that that it was very, you know, self-sacrificing in some ways, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah to... I, I didn't feel it, is what I'm saying about yeah. that. Um, you had to find uh, that fine line between having that scene repeat enough times to get the idea that it's happening, but not so many times that we get inherently bored with annoyed. it. Annoyed. Um, right. Which is a juggling effect that I don't think it did as badly as you do but no no i I don't think it did it badly i'm just saying well i i just didn't i didn't come to the same conclusion as you did you know a few minutes ago talking about it and that's i i think that's part of the problem why i didn't think that climax worked as well right Um, but the whole third act i didn't get that feeling yeah but you're right about the third act the third act is a mess (laughs) and it's just very but it's so cool it's so Okay, so this is a little tidbit that you might not know. The The director of this movie, uh, Scott Derrickson, got the job by pitching, like, we're going to do a superhero movie where everything at the end of the movie gets put back together, gets fixed up type of thing. And I wouldn't have guessed that the first time I watched this movie. And when I watched it the second time, I had that in mind, and I still don't think I would have got that, but... Like, it's still a really cool idea that it's just like, oh, yeah, the ending is he's reversing all the damage and trying to save everybody by fixing up the world and making sure, you know, the bad things didn't happen in, in that timeline. Like, yeah. cool idea. I just wish it would have gone a 100,000 times into that theme. Like, Doctor Strange, as a character, should have been a person that inherently wanted to fix people and help people. And that should have been, and probably is, just wasn't cl- clear in the movie. It should have been the main reason why he was a doctor, you know? Right. And then he and that, lost sight of that. Like yes. we were talking about earlier. That's should have been what the story was. Totally uh, now agree. that it's just kind of spitballing ideas. I just, I, I just think that's now that us talking through it, I think that's where this movie should have gone. That's what the heart of this movie should have been. Uh, and I don't think the third act portrayed that very well, nor does do the other acts really. So those yeah. are my three points. Yep. Agreed. Um, I'll actually use that transition. Um, so, as that last point is my transition, which is, I didn't really care about any of the characters in this movie. Like, mm. not at all. Um, the only part in time I cared about Doctor Strange was after that death part, when I went, oh, that's a good point, and then that little snippet that he had. But before then, like, there's this hard, like, fine line to juggle between having a character who's so arrogant, yet still has something that we appreciate about him, which... Tony Stark is like, obviously this movie kind of rips off of that, um, whether consciously or unconsciously. But with Tony Stark, there was still something we liked about him. We had that like really humanizing moment with him in the Humvee 
um, with the soldiers oh, yeah. where he's like, he's a real person. And like, yeah, he's still kind of an arrogant jerk. But at the same time, like, he's still like, you know, like, you know, having fun and like catching up with them and not being a jerk to them, like being pretty respectful, like, even though he's like a billionaire and they're just like, I mean, I guess grunts or like, you know, they're just like regular people, soldiers. Um, so we get moments like that. And with Stephen Strange, we get nothing like that. So there's no reason for me to care about him when he breaks his hands and then continues to act even more like a jerk to like almost irredeemable levels. Or you're just like, yikes, what did I? Yeah, he saved a person, but like you could tell he was pretty much doing that to like show off in front of this girl that he liked. Like there's no, there's nothing redeemable about Stephen Strange for two thirds of the movie. And so at what point, so then when he does this transition, you're like, why do I care about you again? Right. And, and that's, it's like that with every other character. Nobody gets a moment where they can like be a human being and either don't move the plot forward or not. Like I remember like the third act, they're like the ancient ones talking to Stephen Strange and she's like, Oh, you had to help out Mordo, the dude, like it was the dude who like, um, I don't know, like the other one, the other magician guys. Right. The one that was really mad about the, about yeah, the, the one strict rule the guy. Dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he, she was like, oh, you and that guy have to team up together because, like, you're, Stephen Strange is able to be flexible, but, like, this other guy is able to, like, follow the rules and, like, together you can be a team and defeat the villain. And then that Mordo do proceeds to do literally nothing the entire movie. And it's like, well, okay, I guess he existed because... And, and, and he loses that friendship because he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, because, like, nothing happens. Like, yeah, it's it's this build-up to, like, this idea of a friendship and then that friendship breaking when we never got a friendship. He was just right. kind of awkwardly there. And, then, like, same with it, Wong. Like, Wong's there for, all like, these, five... All these characters didn't have any real purpose by the end of the movie. Yeah. Right? They just like, do things in the movie that kind of put Doctor Strange at odds and gives him obstacles. But at, they don't have any kind of purpose at the end. They they didn't fulfill anything that exactly was and they don't challenge uh Stephen strange at all either they get like, like he does and because he has that character arc change in the middle of the story without really any any reason of causing it and none of these characters really truly challenge him they're just vehicles for him to get to certain locations and certain plot trappings that happen the villain doesn't challenge him at all because the villains in this are nothing like nobody cares about it at all like it's just so i didn't it was frustrating not caring about any of the characters when a lot, when say what you want about these Marvel movies, but a lot of them have had like a lot of heart and have really tried to make some, like even the side characters at least have something going for them. And to have one that doesn't have that at all is just kind of weird. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're telling me. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand the magic in this movie at all. And I, and I get the fact that I don't need the technical specifics of how it works. That's fine. This magic is energy that comes from the multiverse from other dimensions. Okay. But, like, at the same time, like, sometimes, like, they talk and then magic shows up. And sometimes they do weird hand motions. And then sometimes it exists. And then they can teleport, but they need to have these weird rings in order to teleport. And then sometimes they had to put their magic inside of a weapon. Which, why do they have weapons? Like, this movie really likes people to have weapons even though they they, have magic that should be that should be the focus is you using your magic powers to fight other people not i have a sword and i'm just gonna hit you with it which is felt like half the fights were that and that's super boring 
That's a that's a fair point. Like it, they emphasize this idea is like you don't need anything. Here's an armless guy that's able to achieve everything. Uh, you know, you don't need anything to do it. But then they double down on these uh, relics that they have to use in order to uh, concentrate their magic for some reason. Yeah, and that's fine if, like, a couple of them have, like, our weapons. And then, you know, you have the cloak, which we'll get into the cloak. But, like, the cloak is a relic, and then we have the, like, infinity stone that's also on, like, unconventional objects that have it in there is fine. Um, like, a... To go back to the, like, watch theme. You could have had a watch that had that or something like that. Or, like, you know, like, you could have put it in random objects and then, like, but they were all, like, put inside of weapons for the most part. And it's, like, why? I don't, like, yeah, it's, like, it's not interesting to have somebody who has magic and then you have a sword fight. And then, like, all the villains, every time they need to make something, they just made, like, crystal swords. And it's, like, well, that's boring. Like, yeah you have magic use it for something interesting for god's sake like do something cool with that um yeah and they just kind of like turn into like another punchy the action fights were all most all punchy fighty stabby fights and that's just not cool um and then one more thing is oh sorry you were gonna say they should have if they're gonna use these relics thing they should you were saying earlier about the watch and stuff like that they they should have uh uh, put all the emphasis or their their magic into their own personal items and let nobody touch it because then it would ruin um, their stuff and they can figure out if they're in the dream world uh, so by having their Inception. Top so Inception. <laughs> so yeah. You I want just to... want this movie to be Inception. Just let me watch that instead. <laughs> yeah. But like honestly, like uh, that idea is not terrible. If you have your own specific object and that's your relic, like it's better to tell you my personality, yeah, like Mordo's guy is a sword. Yeah, that dude likes fighting. Of course it's a sword. But, like, Wong's I don't think would be, like, anything. Like, maybe it would be, like, something special. And Stephen Strange's would be something special. Be the watch. Like, yeah, like a watch. Or, like, I mean, he kind of steals an Infinity Stone, so that's his. And then he gets the cloak. Oh, sure. That, he has the cloak, so that's another one. But, like, yeah, like, you have one that's specific to you. Or, like, you know, something that chooses you at some point. Like, there's a bunch of relics in the world and, like... Yeah, you had to go find your relic. Uh, I don't know something, something like that that like makes this more interesting than just weapons of like conventional weapons. Yeah. Um, and then one more thing is, this movie tries to be funny sometimes, and oh man, is it not funny? Almost. I'm very surprised now that I think about it. Like I didn't write that down. I hate that Beyonce joke. Oh, that's that, horrible. Oh, it's so bad. And I was like expecting it because I know you hated it beforehand. And then there was, like, the prelude to that joke that I completely forgot about. And I wrote my notes, like, oh, man, this is awful. And then it doubles down with the oh Beyonce joke. I was like, oh. And, like, Dude. I think the only time I laughed was when Wong makes fun of him. Because Stephen Strange is like, I people used to laugh at my jokes. And Wong's like, did they work for you? And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's great. And then literally the rest of the movie was not funny at all. Like, that right. was that was it. <laughs> And it's not, this movie's not particularly quippy or really wants to be a comedy, which is good, but But it still feels like it. (laughs) It tries so hard at times and just keeps falling on its face. I don't think I've eye rolled more in a movie than watching that Doctor Strange. Every single joke. All the jokes are bad. Except the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi's hilarious. Really? I hate the (laughs) Wi-Fi one. I hate I hated it when I saw it in the trailers, but I don't know, watching it again the second time, I was just like, heh. (laughs) <laughs> the, the one one's the only one I like. I was like, that was the funny joke. Like, in that okay, little bit of a winky nudge of like, 
hey, this your humor sucks. And like, but then we kept <laughs> doing it. I was like, why are you doing it? Like, especially because that was at the end of like that joke of like, oh, your name is just Wog, like Adele and like a bunch of other pop stars that have just a single name. And then Wog shuts that joke down, which is should be the movie's uh, acknowledgement of, oh yeah, that joke was bad. We won't do it again. And then it does it again with the Beyonce part. It's just like, oh, I don't understand. Oh, it's bad. You know, I thought when I first watched it, or remember from first watching it, the him listening to Beyonce was kind of a clever like end to that joke. I thought it was, but then watching it this time, what it literally happened two seconds after he calls him Beyonce. It wasn't like he called him yep. Beyonce and then twenty minutes later he's listening to Beyonce now. Like usually that's when it's clever and funny. It, it's five seconds. It's literally the next scene he's listening to the that Beyonce is- thing. And it's like, how did he get that music? Yeah, how how does he have that? And why does he have that? It's not like he's on an iPod or a a laptop or anything. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, listening to an iPod. He's like listening to something. Oh, it is an iPod? Well, then never mind. I guess it's possible. But But either way, it's still dumb. Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, regardless of the logic of this movie. Well, I mean, they they have Wi-Fi, you know? They're not savages. So, like, he could have a laptop and, you know, YouTube it all the single ladies but oh yeah like what God. if what if he like you know there's like some scene it was like beyonce is like who's beyonce and then looks up beyonce they just like really like beyonce music <laughs> like and that's the running joke is that steven strange introduced to beyonce so he just keeps doing beyonce references or something like that like literally I, any I, sort of like actual follow-up besides five seconds after you make the joke that's not enough yeah, time for a callback but now that you said that now that you said that i almost would hate that even worse oh that would be so <laughs> awful that would be so awful but that's like yeah, that would be. I would be so mad oh. if that happened. Like, I, I don't know. It is kind of would be a cute characteristic of Wong if he was into pop music by the end of the movie. Like, it's something like he never experienced, and he he decides he likes. You know, why not? That's yeah. Kind that's of, it's something to go. give him character wise. Like, for yeah. God's sake, he doesn't do anything else. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Uh, Beyonce, I just I can't. I I couldn't believe it. Of course, I could believe it because. Ugh, and it makes this movie it's... so dated. Like a lot of none of the other Marvel movies have felt dated very much. This one feels dated. Oh, like, well, Beyonce will be a popular figure for times. She's already been working for like what twenty ten to twenty years, you know. So like she's gonna stay relevant for a long time. But it's it's still really dumb. You're you're right in the sense that this is for sure will be the most dated reference of the bunch. You know. Okay. Well, here we are. Let's do the rating. Potabomb, would you like to go first? I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a tough one. I, I God, I don't know what to give it. Because this movie is like, as much as we rip on it, it's still a functional movie. Um, yeah. And it, it it's not as bad as I remember it being. And it still yeah. works as a movie. Uh, but it's definitely not my favorite of this bunch. Um, it's It's better than I remember it being but worse than I hoped it would be. So, like, I don't know, like a 3.25, I guess? Like, that seems that's, fair enough. That's Three, almost like my average. 3.25, <laughs> yeah. It's like, that, in the mid- it's like about the middle ground. I, in some ways, you're right. This is a functional movie. But, like, I looked up uh, the date earlier today, and I was just like, this came out in November, right? Like, what date did this come out? This came out November 4th of 2016, and that was two days after my dog died. 
And, like, I could see being like, okay, maybe I was too hard on this movie because I was, you know, very, you know, frustrated and sad and wanted to lash out on something to be angry about. But at the end of the day, I don't think that's a that's an argument that flies with me. I think movies are something you're supposed to go to find escape and to find inspiration and to find some form of insightfulness. And this movie, sure, it was great to look at. Um, I don't think it gave me any form of insight, um, hardly any entertainment, and I definitely was never going to be inspired by this, even if my dog was healthy and alive at the moment of me watching it. So I think a bad movie is a bad movie. You're right. The plot is functional. It's a movie that has things, but I don't think it has any of the right elements to to be a good movie. Uh, and we didn't even talk about something. So, I, I don't know if we should talk about the ancient one at all. Um, nope. and the controversy behind that. Nope. I was about to say I was, but the thing is I was about to say that this isn't offensively bad. Like Iron Man two was, but in some no. ways, in some ways it, it is. And I have to somewhat acknowledge that. Um, and I think we've talked about it before. Um, I'm sure there was a million other ways they could have handled it. They didn't handle it the worst way possible. They didn't give it to a white dude, you know. So, like, you have to give it some props of of trying to balance that very tricky situation of of politics that, you know, I don't fully understand and all that kind of stuff. So, like, they didn't make the worst decision and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I still can't help but feel a little bit offended as well. Um, and so with that all said, I'm I'm probably, you know, after I said that, I was going to give this like a 2.5. But I think uh, this is an even 2 for me. This is an even 2. It's okay. a 2.0. It, it is something I don't like. I would give it a 1, but the special effects are really good. I, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I like Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. In some ways, like maybe his character wasn't as great as he should have been uh, writing wise. But this is the exact aesthetic and talent you want for Doctor Strange. Yeah, this is a he, perfect casting choice. He does a good job with the material too. Like he's not given much, but he still makes like both sides work. Like, like yeah. in all the facets. I'm like, it's definitely his Doctor Strange failures are definitely not Benedict Cumberbatch's fault. Or any right. of the cast at all. They they do what they can. This movie made a lot of bad decisions. And I just go back to the point where she abandons Benedict Cumberbatch in the Mount Everest. And Benedict Cumberbatch, or excuse me, Doctor Strange has to try to figure out his way, you know, learn the things that he's been taught and learn his way to, to get out and, and come back to the normal world. And they just frame it in the most, in the, like, the, the most, excuse me, the least cinematic way possible of, like, looking at a blank area of the spot of where he's supposed to be and waiting for him to come back. That's not good cinema. We need to see his his thought process and the things that he's learned and, and apply it. Yeah, why not have him 
struggle to do it. Like, you could cut to them, like, waiting and being like, yeah. is he going to come by? We should go help him. And she's like, no. And then, yeah, yeah watch him struggle to do it. And so when he pops on the other side, instead of, like, yeah, we just got to stare at nothing, and then he pops out, and you're just like, it's like, hey, I guess. Like, it's like watching Batman Begins without him falling through the ice. And... You have Rachel Ghoul, like, you have to mind your surroundings, but never see him fail at doing that, and then you randomly see him succeed at the end with the, with the subway, and just, like, where would that have come from? And this, to me, that's what, that's the equivalent of what they did. I do not think this is a good movie. I don't like it. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Like, like, I don't own this one, and, like, I probably will not yeah. own it. Um, I'll rent it, uh, from now on, and, like, I, I regret the one the MCU movies I do own that aren't good, uh, but I was in like that phase of like I need to get all of them, and if this one pops up on sale, sure, yeah, yeah, but like at its normal twenty bucks, hell no, yeah, like absolutely not, yeah, I I think that's too much of an asking price. Like thankfully this is on Netflix. Well, for now Disney's gonna get its own streaming service. So, okay, well, that's the movie. That's our ratings. Love it or hate it. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I think we should probably uh, end on a brighter note than my dead dog. So you got a joke or something? Uh, no. I, what I do have is next week is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which, is that uh, spoiler right? alert, I, I love that movie. Oh my god! We're finally here! I We are here at this one. I am so excited. I, like I, I am stoked just, now. Holy crap. I Yeah, see, that's our good note, is that we, we're out of the mire of Doctor Strange. We're into an awesome movie next. Yes, so like, yes, yes. yes. Uh, oh, another one that we adore, both of us adore, and oddly enough, it's very divisive. I That's interesting. Yeah, people don't like it, and I don't understand why. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man 3 is also something I think is really great, so it's interesting that these are the ones that I tend to like. and I, I don't know if people hate this one per se, but no, it's, they, it's still just weirdly... like, there's, Every time someone says, I talks about this movie, they're like, I dislike this one, but it's not as good as the first. I'm like, what? Okay, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that next week then. Um, so there you go, folks. That's this week. Uh, or next week. That was this episode, but next week is... Never mind, I'm just going to stop. Uh, I've been Kirk Peterson. And I'm still Alex Potter. And this has been Potts versus Pete's. Marvelous Morons. Excelsi Strange. Eh? Is that right? No. 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 I'll just do no. the normal Excelsior, true believer. And remember to expand your mind and become Doctor Strange. Mr. Doctor. Will Dodds was the editor of this episode. The sensational Akila Galusha composed the music. The amazing Alex Potterbaum and the uncanny Kurt Peterson have been your hosts. And the leaked Avengers Infinity War plot synopsis was brought to you by Tommy Wiseau. Thank you, True Believer, for listening. <laughs>